everybody. So I'm so excited. Uh, we are here to talk about the latest Marvel film, Black Panther. And uh, my friend Trevor is here to talk about it with me. Hi, everyone. Yeah. And uh, so this is, we've now been doing this for over a year. So that's pretty exciting. A year and a half. Yeah. Yes. First time of Doctor Strange, I believe. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> And uh, and if you guys haven't listened to any of those, you should. They're they're really good. I, I'm really proud oh, of yeah. them. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but now we're gonna talk about Black Panthers, the 18th film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's pretty amazing. Four was it 18 already? 18. Yeah. Can you believe it? I know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, if you didn't think about it, you'd say, oh, maybe 12, something like that. Yeah. But no, 18. They, they, I guess there's a couple, like, three a year nowadays. Yeah. Like, last year, I mean, there was three last year. So there's, you forget about some of them. Oh, but yeah. Most years we've had two, and they've been going at it since 2008. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. But, um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about the history of Black Panther a little bit. Uh, in the uh, in the in the comics and things like that, what yep. can you tell us a little bit about how it's, it, it originated? Yeah, so he didn't actually start in his own series. He was a, a guest star, well, a character in the Fantastic Four in oh. the, sort of the mid '60s. Okay, so I think it was Fantastic Four number fifty-two. So the, the the idea was Black Panther invited the Fantastic Four to Wakanda. Uh, they did the classic heroes meet, heroes fight, then heroes team up to save the day against the larger foe mm. kind of thing. But it sort of introduced the world to Wakanda and then he became a bit of a recurring character. Eventually joined the Avengers um, a couple of years later and became a, a regular in the Avengers. Oh, but, okay. it wasn't, but it wasn't until early 70s that he actually had his own series. And mm-hmm. there was one of those, uh, it was an interesting story where uh, it was in a title called Jungle Action, but the first couple of issues were just reprints of old 50s um sort of white people jungle adventure kind of deal uh, and the guy who was proofreading it at the time was like this is this is really dated this is um really crap stuff mm-hmm. why don't we have something better so marvel's like sure you just do something with black panther uh only thing you uh, only restriction is it has to be set in africa do whatever you want mm-hmm. and uh he sort of created this big 12 issue epic, which 12 issues at the time was uh, for one story was um, unheard of. Mm-hmm. Usually stories um, were no longer than maybe two, three. So most of them were like done in one. So it was like a huge deal at the time. And it was a uh, created this, was like this cult classic story, um, which introduced Eric Killmonger and a whole bunch of other characters and sort of expanded the world of Wakanda and all the concepts um, and then he followed that up with uh, a very controversial story where Black Panther took on the Ku Klux Klan, oh. <laughs> um, which Marvel got a bit nervous about, and um, the story never actually ended up being finished. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and so then, uh, sort of mid 70s, he had another series for a short period of time when Jack Kirby came back from being at a stint uh, at uh, DC, did a 12 issue, very different, very Kirby like. Um, very sort of ignored all the stuff that had previously happened, um, but still interesting in its sort of high adventure, sort of crazy Kirby ideas. Um, and then he sort of, sort of, yeah, after that, it was a bit of a quiet period again mm-hmm. where he was sort of just, you know, in the Avengers a little bit, the occasional guest star and other people's uh, 
series, but then um, the guy who originally did the seventies stuff came back and did a short stint. And then the nineties, he was pretty much quiet until uh, Marvel had this resurgence of like creativity in say uh, the late nineties, which was mm-hmm. a result of their bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And part of this, um, part of this is um, that like, had all these um, more sort of mature ideas, but sort of, uh, you know, more not mature. Sometimes uh, in the nineties, mature meant it was violence and like Batman versus Superman kind of juvenile, Mm. but they sort of went down another path where there was like creativity wise. It was quite good. Um, And sort of it was was less thinking about the gimmicks of the nineties and thinking about um, good story, good art, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And uh, it came out of that was another Black Panther series uh, by a guy named uh, Christopher Priest who sort of introduced a whole bunch of new ideas um, and new characters and characters like Everett, uh, Everett Ross came out of that and, um, and Nakia and Okoya and characters like that. Um, and and uh, every now and then Black Panther gets a new series and it usually lasts about 30 to 50 issues at a time. Uh, and currently is got his own series, which is being written by um, uh, Tennessee Coates from the Atlantic, mm-hmm. um, which was a pretty big deal at the time when it was announced. And um, yeah, it launched very strongly as well. And it's um, it's been a very interesting sort of philosophical kind of um, series, um, thinking about uh, how a nation works, but also um, leadership and mm-hmm. the struggle between that and heroes. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of stories that he's had a lot of lately. Yeah. These are the ones I've been reading. Oh, ah, interesting. And yeah. Then, oh, yeah. And then this one. Oh, cool. So yeah, yeah. that's like some more of the current stuff and um, recent stuff, especially with like Tennessee Coates. And then he's brought a lot of uh, people like Roxanne Gay and, um, uh, Yonda Harvey, I believe, um, into the world of Wakanda, and it sort of expanded the whole uh, characters and and the, the concepts as well. It's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like it, and I like um, I don't know. I just think the imagery is really cool. Oh yeah, they've had some fantastic artists in there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten super far, but I've really been enjoying what I've read so far. Oh, cool. I haven't finished them yet, but uh, I'll enjoy it. Got a good little, I'm lucky, yeah, I have a good little comic book store that's just um, uh, in the town next to me over. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. So they're pretty nice. So it works out good. Um, oh. but, uh, but yeah, so uh, the Black Panther, uh, he uh, he was a character that uh, was kind of a niche character, it sounds like then. Yeah, so he was sort of like he, he was one of those characters that sort of with further appearances it would um sort of gain popularity. But like especially mm-hmm. in the '60s, he was sort of a, a secondary character or a, a guest star. Right. Okay. Cool. That's really interesting to me. So I want to talk a little bit. I don't think in any of these we've really talked that much about Civil War, Captain America: Civil War. What did you? Because that's of course where the character was introduced. What did you yep. think of that film? What did you like it? Not like it? I, I liked it. It was um, it was an interesting take on the whole Civil War idea. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do get a bit fatigued when it's heroes fighting heroes because they sort of did that a lot at one stage in the comics, and because mm-hmm. of also Batman vs Superman, it, it can be done well and it can be done poorly. 
I think they they hit the right notes because there was a reason mm. for the fights, uh, the whole sort of conflict. There was a, a reason then there was sort of the debate behind it as well, which made it interesting where it wasn't just, you know, punching and kicking each other because, I don't know, for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. And it's a good way to set up uh, Black Panther as well through mm-hmm. through that movie sort of to, so you can sort of get on with it when it comes to his actual movie himself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it was nice. They kind of got that origin story of Spider-Man and uh, Black Panther kind of out of the way. They oh, definitely. They yeah. set up here, but, but not much, which was nice. Yeah, and I mean, it, it means you can hit the ground running, really. And mm-hmm. um, it's sort of, ben- I reckon the movie definitely benefited from that. Definitely. And I think that just getting that little taste of him in that movie is part of the reason why this did so well. Uh, oh, yeah. It made people excited. Oh, definitely, yeah. You, you want to know more about this character, and so you're going to see the movie. Yeah, I mean, in, in a way, it's kind of like... Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman because pretty much almost everyone I know left Batman v Superman saying, oh, Wonder Woman was the best part. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and so it made you, kind of, oh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with her in, in her own movie, especially with a, a good director yeah. at the helm for once. Oh, yeah, she did. <laughs> But you yeah, know. she was definitely the best part of that movie, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Uh, so one thing I wondered about, what is Cap's shield made out of? I know it's just showing my... Is it made yeah, out so of vibranium? It's, yeah, it's made out of vibranium. Okay. How did he, how did they get the vibranium? I don't think it's ever been explained. Um, from what it. I can tell, yeah, they probably just had it. Um, I mean, it could be one of those things where they've explained it like 20 years ago and it's just I've never read it or ever heard of it. But uh, <laughs> in, in Age of Ultron, they are trying to find more vibranium. Is that right? Or stop them from finding vibranium, or how, why? Why were they meeting Dar- the Claw guy in Age of Ultron? I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> it would be about the vibranium, I guess, because he had like in in the movie it's explained, but he like twenty years ago he stole a whole bunch of it. Oh, so they're trying to get it from him. Yeah, I guess so. Or stop it's been a while since I've been. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen Age of Ultron. <laughs> Age of Ultron's like this. Uh, it's, in some ways, I feel bad for Joss Whedon because it really is kind of like this, like connecting bolt that so many other movies needed, but it still had to be kind of its own movie. So it's a really tricky, really oh, tricky yeah. thing. And in plus, you have to follow up from the Fantastic First movie. Right, so it's one of those things. It's, it, it it was almost death by committee. Yeah, exactly. It's true. What are your overall thoughts about this movie? Did you like it? Not like it? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was um, a good mix of action and um, sort of metaphor and sort of kept me on my toes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those things I try and go pretty low expectations into the Marvel movies. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit harder for this one because there was a lot of hype. And I did see it like a week bef- uh, after it, mm-hmm. most people, it seems like. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. And I came out of it um, wondering oh, what they're going to do for a second movie, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. I my only real flaw with the movie is that I did. Uh, there's a portion we'll talk about where uh, where Chikala Ch- uh, Black Panther is uh, is gone. He's presumed dead, and uh, that I got thought got a little bit slow. 
I missed him in the movie. Missed his appearance. Uh, yeah. in the movie. It just started to get a little exposition heavy and a little bit slow. Uh, but then I thought it kind of ended strong. And so I really did enjoy it. I thought it was a really good, good movie and had an interesting thing to say. So I liked that uh, interesting conflict. And we get a little history of the vibranium in at the beginning. Uh, yep. That it was created from this meteorite. And that uh, they that it made this... Uh, sort of radioactive flowers for lack of a better word that have this the turn that have the power to turn uh turn someone into the black panther yeah and i guess they are just super disciplined and they only used it for this one person to become the black panther yeah it was very yeah it's like very ceremonial kind Mm -hmm. of as well so you have to sort of earn the right yeah and they have ways of turning off the the black panther's powers which is yeah so it seemed like yeah like some they didn't really explain what it is but it's just like obviously some kind of it might be derived from the herb itself as well or the, mm-hmm. but yeah it's something they turn it off yeah. yeah that was interesting yeah and so we also get this uh backstory about the history of wakanda so they're kind of setting it up that you have t'chaka and i I'm going to say at the very beginning of this podcast, so I am so sorry. I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. It's, I'm really, I apologize. I'm going to try my best. But so the king, <laughs> um, he has a brother. Yeah. That is in uh, Chicago. I think it was Oakland. Oakland. Sorry, Oakland. He has a brother that's been, that's been doing, what are they spying on? What are they trying to find? Uh, I think it was to try and find the vibrant. No, it wasn't. Um, I think he was, I can't remember. Maybe it was a coming to America kind of situation. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he definitely comes to America cause he ends up having this relationship and having a kid and everything. And, uh, so the uh, King ends up confronting him because he has these sort of revolutionary ideas about Wakanda and I don't know, what did you think of this whole sort of introduction? Yeah, well, I wasn't quite sure to start with because it sort of didn't, well, I was going to say it doesn't connect, but it does connect. But it's sort of, you, re- you require more information later on, I guess, sort of to piece it all together. But I, find, I, mean, I found it interesting. It was sort of um, set the story up a bit and uh, mm-hmm. sort of, it also expanded the, the the Tucker character a little bit in a way as well, because obviously he, he died in civil war. So there's, it's hard to sort of expand and say, at least you got to do a flashback or something. And it's sort of, in a way he's the uncle Ben of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, I, I don't know. I, I guess for people that like hated sort of let's sit down wonder woman and we're going to read a book about our history. Like people who hated that kind of thing, then this is probably more preferable. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it was maybe, I was just a little bit confused sometimes about the vibranium part of it and what some people were doing, <laughs> but yeah. I didn't really care that much. It worked. I, what I think it was to, to provide really clear motivation for our two characters oh, yeah. and, and really explain sort of the, the basic motivation for the whole movie, the conflict for the movie is all about Wakanda. And that starts with these two brothers way you know way back before uh before our lead character comes into play <laughs> and so you have uh the the um 
the you have T'Chaka ends up killing the brother in yeah. self defense, basically, but still. Um, and of course, uh, his um, uh, his the brother's son is just like left there because I guess they just want to kind of pretend like it didn't even happen. Yeah. Then we get up to sort of a modern time and you see that uh, that the um, you see Claw yeah, and uh, <laughs> that he's been he's been like this black market dealer of, of um, vibranium and uh, and then you uh, and then you see uh, Claw and as uh, Eric and Killmonger. Eric Killmonger, yeah. Yeah, that they are in this museum and they stage this, they find out there's this um, axe or kind of type of device uh, in the museum and they're going to steal it because it's vibranium. And this kind of, I think, starts, to me at least, I think this was a pretty violent Marvel movie. Like, I, if it were me, I would not take... Mm, like eight and under i wouldn't take to this movie i think it definitely earns its pg-13 oh yeah definitely yeah it's um there's yeah bit of violence bit of swearing probably mm-hmm. yeah probably you know wouldn't take a young child to this night yeah yeah and so uh but the, you know, there's this pretty violent scene getting this uh this axe and uh and they're just they're basically thugs these guys mm. you know Oh, definitely, yeah. They're sort of they're they're not uh, they're, it's a smash and grab almost, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you then we get back to sort of to uh, T'Challa, Black Panther, and he is trying to have to kind of figure out how to rule in his uh, in his father's stead. And there's like a ton of characters in this movie. So basically, there's I uh, there's him. And then his kind of girlfriend, uh, 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 Nakia. Nakia, yep. Yeah, played by Lupita Nyong'o. And then um, his mother, played by Angela Bassett, who's Ramona. Ramonda. Ramonda. And then you have Shuri, who is his sister, uh, played by Letitia Wright. And she is like kind of the the technological wizard brainiac of this family and yeah she's using the the uh she's using the vibranium to create all of these cool like devices and other things and and uh, i don't know what did you think about some of these characters yeah i didn't i liked the fact that shiri was like the um she was great and she's really, you know, she's got some good funny you know, moments, but she also, I like the fact that she was like the whiz, uh, the whiz kid kind of idea. Um, in the comics, it's sort of a matter of uh, T'Challa is uh, sort of a bit of everything. He's also, you know, he's a genius. He's a, I think he's meant to be like the third or smart, uh, the third smartest person in the um, Marvel universe. But I think it's sort of, You've already got enough geniuses in the Marvel movies, so the idea to sort of, especially in a hero role, you got like you know you got Iron Man, you got the Hulk. Um, by having her take that role instead, I think it sort of separates them a bit as having a not having another hero genius, mm-hmm. but someone who can still 
yeah, if it's still, this still has the genius element involved. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's more like innocent than I'm, than Tony, you know, like she's more, yeah. uh, she's not as, <laughs> as she's not the ego that Tony has for sure. Yeah. And I don't see it. There's like uh, having a story where it's um, like, like Bruce Banner or Tony Stark would where mm-hmm. they, their, their science goes wrong in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a ethical manner you know there's no ethics questions involved with the decisions and where like for her yeah but like yeah like you know she won't be creating ultron anytime soon right <laughs> we have a uh, wakabi that is played by daniel kalua and he's kind yep. of the call his like best friend yeah i'd say like yeah he was like a friend kind of mm-hmm. i reckon he would have grown up with him or something like that it sounds like yeah, and Ao played by Dora Milaje, I think is her name. And she was a really interesting character too because she's one of those characters that's like fiercely loyal to her country over over the kingdom. And you'll see that later on how mm. their loyalties are kind of tested. So yeah, you've got all these characters and you also have, uh, you have Claw and uh, Eric. Played by Andy. That are meeting up, that end up in South Korea. Yeah, South Korea. Yeah. Yeah, and they end up uh, getting like caught by uh, Martin Freeman's character. Oh yeah, Everett Ross. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's kind of a whole uh, a whole scene with that. There's all this, you know, firefighting and whatever <laughs> and he's like super injured but uh but they end up taking him to the uh they end up taking ross to back to wakanda and so there's he's sort of the the the, the store the, the lone sort of white man character outside of claw in the uh in the movie i found it quite interesting like yeah with um Andy Serkis, I didn't recognize him because I'm just so used to him being a CG. Yeah. Motion captured, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, what did you think of having Claw back? Uh, it made sense because Claw is like the main villain for uh, Black Panther. He was part oh. of the, tied into the origin, at least in the comics. And um, so it was the recurring villain. He sort of, uh, you know, always the go-to villain when it came to Black Panther, followed by uh, Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he he tells Claw tells Ross that this is just you know front, like it's fake. They're not really a third world country, and so you get some kind of uh, interesting dynamic between mm-hmm. all of them. Oh yeah, definitely. It's sort of um, sort of great because you haven't seen a lot of Wakanda at this stage yet. We've seen bits mm-hmm. and pieces, but it's sort of just. Uh, expanded a bit more as well so because yeah. it, it is this interesting what is this interesting um mix of uh tribal and uh high high tech which i quite like the idea of because it's uh all that technology is also very much influenced by the tribal and african uh art and culture mm-hmm. yeah and it you know sort of establishes the beginning at least relationship between claw and killmonger and uh and then ross and T'Challa and that comes into play a, a little bit later and you have this uh, back in uh, Wakanda you have this ritual that they do to 
determine who is the best person to be king. And, yeah. and basically it's like they like wrestle basically, but they're both <laughs> without the um, black powder, the black panther vibranium flower. Yeah. And I don't know. What did you think of that? Did you like that? Yeah, I like that because in the comics, they, they might explain it a bit better, but it's um, sort of you have to do a, you know, years of study and then sort of it's, it's, it's it, even though it's like a hereditary thing, being king, you still have to earn your place, which I, I quite like the idea of. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to do years of study and then have, you know, win in a feat of strength before you can earn the right to be king and take the heart-shaped herb and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that idea of because um, it makes it a bit more interesting. Otherwise, it's like okay, your father's dead, your king now is, uh, I mean, done to death. And so having it like where you have to at least a, a level of earning the place mm-hmm. makes it a bit more interesting. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was, uh, I thought maybe they spent a little too long on it, especially since we had it happened twice. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was interesting, and uh, I it was something different, so I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird in this like sort of elevated land that they would still be so sort of semi-barbaric in something like this. You know, like you think that they would be sort of wanting more sort of close, something cl- at least a closer to sort of de- de- democratic, you know, kind of a thing, but. It, it worked. It was fine. <laughs> well, I guess it's a matter of because they've intentionally kept themselves isolated. Maybe that's why it's, uh, the culture's been able to gestate and uh, not evolve over years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, so once you have T'Challa as king, then uh, you uh, then you get to have. Uh, Eric Killmonger, who he becomes Killmonger through becoming like a special ops kind of guy, and uh, he he ends up killing Claw. And I yep. think you're right. I think that uh, that Andy Serkis had a lot of fun. He's not in the movie that much, but it was nice to see him playing an actual character, not a not a um, stop motion, uh, not yeah, a motion capture character. <laughs> he's become the the go to guy for motion capture. <laughs> yeah, he's the best at it. That's why. Him yeah. and uh, Toby Kebble are like the pros. And so anyway, basically what you end up having is this dynamic between uh, Eric Killmonger and T'Challa where you have one that believes in protecting Wakanda and believes in, you know, isolating and keeping up this charade, I guess, uh, yeah. this thing in order to protect the vibranium so the people don't use it for evil and also uh, to you know to protect and isolate the 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 Wakandans but then you have Eric Killmonger played by Michael B. Jordan and he uh, believes that Wakanda should be a source of light and kind of truth to all the world and be out doing good and helping people that are oppressed in the big city or in other nations or whatever, and that they have been kind of disgraceful in hiding. Mm. That's an, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, um, it Cause it's sort of like one of those things where you could almost side with the villain and say, well, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe, maybe, or maybe he's wrong. You know, it's sort of, you know, there's no clear cut. It's not black and white. Yeah. yeah I think that's what is interesting because he, he is, 
he certainly has a valid point of view. I think what often happens with really good villains is they have like a, a kernel of truth in there and, mm. and then they take it to this like dark place. And that's yeah, what makes them especially manipulative. I mean, I think that's the case here because he has that truth, you know, that they should be helping others and they should be, but then he takes it to this place of, well, we, since we're better, we need to conquer others and we need yeah. to, you know, and, and so that's where he becomes toxic. And, you know, you can see that in other good, you know, good villains uh, in people like, like the Joker or, you know, people like that, that have, that have this kernels of truth in there, but then they, of, of how they understand human nature or how they understand people, mm. but then they take it to this dark place. And, yeah, and, and I think you far. either, like with a, with a, a comic book character, you either have to be just like so sniveling and so evil and fun, or you have to be interesting. Otherwise, you're just kind of boring. Oh, yeah, definitely. Otherwise, it just feels bland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like uh, like in Thor 2, there's a good example of that Thor Dark World where the Malkith is just, um, I'm going to be evil for the sake of evil, you know. It's, yeah. It's pretty, it's, yeah, and then that's where he fell flat. It's because he didn't have any, you know, interesting motivation or anything like that. It's just, uh, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. And he wasn't like a fun enough bad guy to be like a yeah. bad, bad guy. You know, like, and he, I think that a lot of times those like sniveling bad guys work best in like fairy tales, like a malicious oh, yeah. or, you know, someone like that is a, is, is fun to me at least. Oh yeah, definitely. And I reckon it only works also if they are like um, a small part of the movie and like, yeah. you know, like a punching bag maybe even. I mean, they, I, I think that Hela was pretty, pretty close to that in Thor Ragnarok, you know, just sort of the sniveling bad, you know, and she wasn't used that much. So I think it works. Yeah. And, and she was well-performed as well, which, uh, yeah. which elevated her above everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think that she's on maybe as good as Maleficent, but it kind of had a little bit of that feel in, in yeah. the performance. So, so yeah, I, I loved Eric Killmonger in this movie, partly because I'm going to be totally rude with you. I thought Michael B. Jordan was so hot in this movie. <laughs> I loved everything about him. He was so gorgeous. And I mean, Chadwick Boseman was pretty good looking as well, but oh, I even loved the way his hair was. I was just like, oh man. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm really shallow. So like that'll go a long way. <laughs> well, I reckon- from this movie. I, I like kill I like uh, Michael B, uh, Michael B Jordan too, but probably for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's, yeah, great he's, he's a great actor. He's very charismatic as well yeah. in the way he plays his characters. Even in um, Fantastic Four, which is a terrible movie, right? He was great in that too. Yeah, yeah, he's a great actor. He's been in every single one of Ryan Coogler's movies, and uh, he's been great in all of them. Uh, Fruitvale Station. If you haven't seen that, I really recommend it. It's really good. Uh, and um, and then Creed. Have you seen Creed? No, I haven't. It's one of those movies somehow oh. I missed, but oh. I've just been told, got to see it. I, I feel like maybe maybe it was a matter of it's like oh another Rocky movie kind of thing. And I know, but, no, but you really got to see it. It's really good. Uh, that Ryan Coogler is just proving to be this person who can who can hop into franchises and really you know elevate them and elevate the material, which is cool. I think. Oh, definitely. I think uh, based off Black Panther, he's going to get uh, people probably knocking on his door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got Creed walking into the Rocky franchise and now he's done 
Uh, I mean, I would not be surprised at all if we see a Star Wars movie coming from him. No, oh, yeah. At all. I would not be surprised at all. And that would be cool. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, you have this character, Killmonger, who uh, disagrees with the way that Wakandia has been run. And, uh, and you have him confront uh, T'Challa and, and they have this, they have this uh, ritual and he wins, which was kind of surprising. Yeah, it is surprising, but it's an interesting turning point in the movie because then it's sort of, um, able, you're able to elevate all the other characters as well because once that happens, it's like the focus changes to other people like Shuri and uh, mm-hmm. Ross and, and uh, Nakia and all those characters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they sort of get the, their time to shine where they were sort of almost second fiddle in a way because they had to share the screen with... Uh, like Panther, but you know, now that they get they get their own little bit of time as well. Yeah, I know it was really interesting. Like the A A O character, all this she was one of the most interesting to me because she really had to battle about does she take the orders from this uh, new guy uh, and be obedient to her country, or does she yeah. stay obedient to to Charles? I mean, all of them really had to ask this question, but she seemed to be the one that struggled the most with it. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then there was also the fact that, like, you know, she had to, later on in the film, we see that she you know, has to take on her, I don't know if it's meant to be a husband, um, Wakabi was meant to be a husband, they wouldn't really uh, mention it, but there was definitely that connection, and then oh, there was yeah. that struggle between there too, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, sort of the fact that she had to yeah, struggle between the leader, or, you know, agreeing with the leader or agreeing with the country was uh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, and the um, uh, yeah, Wakabi he struggled as well, like of which where his loyalty would lie and what he was going to do, and so that was really interesting. And obviously, his sister and mother are going to be loyal to T'Challa, um, but I still thought their stories were interesting. I sometimes it got a little cluttered. I'm not going to lie, and I'm like, okay, following all these people, but I'd still rather have that than like the, I guess, the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd rather have a movie that maybe I have to see a couple times to really catch everything than like a movie that's just kind of, you know, kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I liked seeing them each kind of having to go through their struggles and, uh, and we should say that in the ritual, they, they think that T'Challa has been killed. He yeah. falls off of the, the waterfall or whatever. And uh, so this is the part that started to drag a little bit for me when T'Challa was, was gone and I started to get a little sleepy. I was pretty tired. <laughs> I must say the day that I saw it. So that's probably part of it. Uh, but, uh, the Kill- Killmonger, he tells her to, uh, first thing to burn all of the flowers, the powerful flowers. Yeah, that's right. And he's, he's just worried about them using them against him. You think? Yeah, I think it was a matter of like, I think it's also sort of saying that he's going to be the leader forever kind of thing as well, maybe. So, so that idea of longevity, no one else is going to be, need to use him, only I need him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess it might also be like his plan B just in case someone you know, tries to you know go up against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when uh, the Kia, she saves... Uh, some of the some of the flower yeah yeah and so they go and 
uh, they, um, so if Killmonger, he's going to like ship out all these vibranium weapons to all these people around the world. And uh, he's gonna, you know, try to like strengthen them or whatever. And at the same time, Nakia, Shuri, R Ramonda, and Ross <laughs> all go to the Jabari tribe uh, to try to seek aid. And Jabari is the people that he had fought at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, yeah, they're, or, yeah, they're one of the four, you know, the five tribes that went off into the mountains. So in the comics, they sort of explain it that there's sort of two religions in. Um, in uh, Wakanda, one is the the Panther religion, but and then there was the mountain people who followed the um, the the white gorilla um, sort of religion. So that's sort of why they have a lot of the gorilla motif as well, and it's sort of you know, interesting sort of aesthetic, which I, I quite liked. Yeah, it was interesting, and and you know, it was interesting that these guys were still willing to you know like help help him in to a certain extent despite the fact that they'd beaten him at the beginning of the movie i don't know there's sort of an interesting dynamic going on there <laughs> yeah it's interesting in the sense that maybe it's a matter of um you know the, the he's the lesser of two evils he's yeah like even though you might not agree with him he's he's better he's the better alternative i guess well and i guess he didn't kill the the guy at least in the ritual yeah you know, you just had let him live. So that's part of it probably too, but they give him some of the herb and he's able to survive. He's able to become healed. And, uh, he, he becomes a black Panther again. And, <laughs> uh, and so then you have basically, uh, this final kind of battle section of the movie where, uh, T'Challa and Killmonger are fighting and the, uh, and Ross is able to stop, the uh stop the weapons from going around right, the world yep. um he's able to to do that and so then there's this fighting between like the armies of of uh killmonger and the people to chikala and uh and they the, the this tribe that they've been a part of joins them and fights yeah the uh um fights them and so i then you uh, you have uh, the sequence with T'Challa and Killmonger fighting, and uh, there's like this train. I guess they're in like the mine. Yeah, in the mine. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think of sort of these sequences? I liked them, it, it, especially like the um, sort of the the fighting in the mine. I thought that was mm -hmm. quite interesting in the way that, like, you know, it was sort of it sort of changed like the the tempo of it changed it wasn't just go bang 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 there was that sort of at the weight when the train went past and then there was a bit more strategy involved with the um the vibrational device thing that was on the tracks things like that it sort of made it interesting it wasn't just sort of you know punch mm -hmm. punch changing angles punch 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 now a lot of people have been very critical of the CGI in this section, kind of like they were critical of the CGI in Wonder Woman. Uh, how did you feel about that? Uh, I didn't really have a big. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I didn't really notice it at the time. It's probably you know if I went and had like a proper look, I'd probably notice it. But I think it was okay. Yeah, I was fine with that. I guess I just come to expect it these days. I mean, as long as it doesn't like look stupid to me like i thought that the big wolf in thor ragnarok looked really dumb uh <laughs> and so i noticed it 
but yeah. uh, for the most part, even in Wonder Woman, I was just so engrossed in the story. It didn't matter to me. I don't know. Maybe I get it. Yeah, I was, yeah, I guess when you're engrossed in it, you don't notice it, but I guess it's, it depends on how, what kind of critical eye you're looking at it. If you're, you know, if you enjoy the movie, you don't really care. It shouldn't yeah. matter too much. That's how I feel. What did you think of the music in the movie? It was kind of different. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that was sort of um, hip-hop beat kind of thing, and there was a lot mm-hmm. of it, especially if you sort of listen to the, the accompanying album mm-hmm. uh, by Kendrick, well, curated by Kendrick Lamar. It's mm-hmm. uh, It sort of fits that, that that vibe, though, I reckon. It sort of, and it gives a sort of upbeat uh, kind of beats. Yeah. Yeah, and it had a little bit of, at certain points, at least had a little bit of a, an African feel to yeah. it, too, which was kind of cool and different. And... Uh, it's interesting to see, I mean, this, a friend of mine, he, uh, he did a little reaction on the Stardust app with his uh, grandpa, he's African-American, and his grandpa was on there, and he was just talking, and his grandpa was in, like, the the kind of the African-inspired clothing or whatever, yep. and uh, he was, his grandpa was talking about how much the movie meant to him, and uh, and you can't deny when somebody, <laughs> when somebody says that, you know, just like, that Wonder Woman meant a lot to a lot of women, including myself. Uh, and some people would say, well, what about Blade? What about all these other characters? And it's like, yeah, but that's been a long time. And those were different kinds of characters. This wasn't, those were kind of like, I've never seen Blade, but like, I think he's kind of an anti-hero, correct? Yeah. And I guess the difference with this one is it's very, Af- like it's Africa. Yeah. Instead of like African American, and then like right. there's a lot of plenty of African American like characters and action, like action characters. But there like isn't Brody really like characters like that. Yeah, and like and even like when Will Smith, like Will Smith, you know, does, plays the action role and things like that. Right. But there isn't like a movie set in Africa, mm-hmm. but, and it's sort of you know, you know, ninety nine percent of the characters are African. Yeah. Um and. You know, it's got all the culture as well. And it, it's, there's most movies set in Africa, if you think about it, it's like the white person in Africa, kind of, you know, very colonial yeah. feel to it. But this is, you know, very much Africa. Which I, I mean, that's, that's what I found interesting about it as well. Yeah. And I liked the fact that the movie trusted the characters to have, to not need a, um, yeah, there's two white characters in the movie, but like, they aren't sort of narrating the movie or guiding the movie. There's tons yeah. of movies that have that where they'll be like, it'll be all black cast, but then like the narrator of the movie will be white or like the, <laughs> you're just like, yeah. So like the blood diamond is an example of that. Yeah. 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 Like um, it, this is Latino, but uh, the movie, the book of life, it's really, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it, but it really irritated me that the, it's all about the, um, Dia de los Muertos and oh, yeah. all these Latino characters, which is so great, Mexican characters. And yet the narrator of the movie is say white tour guide in a museum. Yeah. You're like, what? Why? Why did that have to be? So I like the fact that, that they didn't feel any need to like have, I don't know, like they, they could have easily had like Black Widow appear or something like that, you know, like that yeah. would have been really lame. So I like that, that they trusted, they trusted their characters. And I think that's why it really meant something to so many people. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. And speaking of like that mentioning, and we'll probably talk about a little bit later, but uh, 
there is a, a lack of um, those connections to the Marvel universe in the yeah. sense that like, it, 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 like there was bits and pieces, but it wasn't as like, especially like other movies. This yeah. one was very much more of its own thing. It was pretty standalone. You had a few things that to start out the movie, and I think Thor, Thor Ragnarok was good with this as well. Yeah. Because uh, they kind of got all those things out of the way, and then they could kind of tell their own story, which I really like. And because you had to explain Claw from Avengers Age of Ultron, and you had to explain the events of Civil War and, to, mm. and Charles' father dying. And that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it, but it wasn't like they were trying to set up something else. It wasn't like no. it could have easily been where this movie's second half was setting up for uh, Infinity War or something like that, but it wasn't really that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just a little bit in, the, in one of the end credits, but that's that's really it. Yeah, that's it, but, then, but with the end credits, it's sort of kind of expected that. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah that fine. was really good. I agree. That was really nice. And I, I was a little bit surprised. So in this battle in the mines between T'Challa and Killmonger, uh, the T'Challa ends up killing, uh, ends up stabbing Killmonger, and they yeah. get this this scene uh, with the two of them and him allowing him to kind of go up and see the the world of Wakanda one last time, which is before he dies, which was a nice nice thing. But I was a little bummed just because I liked the character so much. Would, yeah, you'd hope you'd, you'd, you'd come back. <laughs> yeah, I would have kind of liked to have seen him kind of maybe just like get injured and then like have, I don't or know, maybe him. more of like a Loki kind of character. Yeah, or yeah, thrown in prison or something like that, yeah. And I have heard complained, oh, it's just Thor repeated over again because you have like the two brothers and you have the whatever and the father and and I don't care about that at all. Because <laughs> some people said that about Wonder Woman. Oh, it's just Captain America, the first movie done over again. It's like, I don't care. Like, I, there's, a, there's, there's archetypal stories in comic books. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like there's that thin, uh, thin line of um, simula- similarity, but it's about what you do with it. Yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. And uh, they, they, yeah, and they go off in very different directions. Mm-hmm agreed and and yeah you don't some characters you don't get to see a ton of and not every story is kind of finished but like it's just an introduction to all these things and all these themes and so you know i could really see having a movie just about the three three main women i think i would totally like to see that (laughs) the three younger women yeah and and i guess it's like one of those things where if they do when they they I don't know if they've announced a sequel, but I think based on box office success, oh, they yeah. will be doing a sequel. Or there's a trilogy will be planned. Uh-huh. Um, I think they'll get larger roles again. Yeah. If in, if, in, if they didn't get their own movie, they'll be definitely in the next uh, in in the, within the trilogy and heavily in it. Once the uh, carnage from Infinity War is done, then uh, yeah. <laughs> there'll probably be some roles that need to be filled. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's basically how kind of the movie ends is, is with this, these two people fighting and then Killmonger, uh, he refuses to be saved by the, um, vibranium and, mm. uh, cause he doesn't want to be, uh, he, he says that he would be, he wants to die a free man rather than, than, uh, he wants to die like the, uh, 
the people who jumped aboard, jumped off of the slave ships rather than be uh, made to be slaves. Uh, I thought that was, was, it was a moving way for his character to die, even though I didn't want him to die. Yeah, it made sense as a character because mm-hmm. he was, yeah, based on his motivations. Otherwise, he's all he would have been being is, you know, sitting in prison or something like that, where he's essentially has no rights anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, I kind of wish he could have been sort of a low key character, but who knows? Nobody really dies in the Marvel universe. No, so we'll in, see. In, in, in comics, no one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing in comics. The only person who's ever stayed dead is Uncle Ben. Yeah, Uncle Ben and, uh, and Bruce Wayne's parents. Yeah, they, 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 it's only Uncle Ben and Bucky, but they brought Bucky back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then we he becomes you know king again, and he decides to follow the example of Eric Killmonger, and he's going to go and start up these centers in Oakland to try yeah. to help help kids and help people. And uh, so what do you think of that, that ending? Yeah, that made sense to me because that was the kind of thing that happened in the comics where he sort of opened up his own foundation and um, in New York city to help underprivileged children and things like that. So it sort of works within his character. And yeah, I think it's sort of, it's a way of using your power and influence to to help people without, you know, it's a different, it's like being a different kind of hero. Yeah. So yeah, in mid credits scenes, and uh, you have uh, T'Challa speaking before the United Nations and, uh, and revealing who Wakanda is to the world. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. And, and then your post credit, you see Shuri helping Bucky uh, to, to recover. Because last time we saw him, he was in the, uh, like that liquid or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In Wakanda at the end of uh, at the end of civil war that's right yeah so well that makes sense because i mean i'm pretty sure in the infinity war trailer you see bucky in um in wakanda as well so so it's like that it's that moving of the chessboard almost yeah so yeah where would black panther you think sort of fall for you around as far as a, a marvel movie you think in Is terms of like yeah, I reckon it would be pretty high. I reckon it's probably somewhere in the top five, maybe. Yeah, I did my ranking and I had it at nine, but that was right after I saw it. And so, uh, you know, it's hard. <laughs> I might, yeah. the more I see it, I could see it moving up, moving up higher. But it's definitely yeah. in that top half for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. So. It, 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 I mean, it's a very different movie to the rest of the Marvel movies as well. Yeah. I mean, Especially since it's like the, you can tell with the earlier movies, there's like a, a sort of a set formula that the Marvel movies had sort of been known for. Yeah. And in, the, in that last, in the last two years, in year and a half, really, they've sort of been able to try and break that mold with a lot of different movies. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of hard to tell, really, because it's almost like all these new movies are having their own sort of voice. Yeah, I mean, I guess I prefer my movie, my Marvel movies to be a little bit sillier, like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorites. Uh, the it's but it's my it's my favorite since Civil War for sure. Uh, yeah. I just really love Thor Ragnarok. It was so funny to me, uh, and so and and 
Oh my gosh. And, and Thor Ragnarok was just like so yummy to me. They, they, they were so pretty. There's so many pretty people in Thor Ragnarok <laughs> that I really enjoyed it. Again, I'm very shallow when doing these movies. <laughs> and, and so, but this one was really pretty too. And I really liked the female characters. And so I'm really excited to see it again. Maybe when I'm not quite as tired as I was that time. And uh, to really even dive into it more. But yeah, I gave it an A minus in my review. I really liked it. I thought it was really solid. Yeah, I'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. It was really enjoyable and I reckon it's got a lot of rewatchability. Yeah. Um and I think it's one of those movies where on on repeat views there'll be new layers and um new layers that reveal and a bit like an onion. Mm-hmm. Um but without the tears. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's some tears. There's some tears there. Not true. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks so much for talking about Black Panther with me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Uh, no worries. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we we uh, will be excited to talk about Infinity War next. I guess I think it's the next one. Yeah, in in May. Yeah. Early May. Yeah. Because I think that maybe the Deadpool movie is coming out before that, but I'm not going to see that, so we won't do that one. Uh, but we will we will do. Uh, Infinity War. So, how can people find you? All right. So, I can be found at howtolovecomics.com. So, we're a um, website all about helping people get into comics. So, if you, for instance, want to get into Black Panther, there's uh, resources on there to help you with that. Um, you can also just shoot me an email. And uh, if you have any questions as well, happy to answer any emails you have. Uh, also, find me on Twitter and Facebook at howtolovecomics. And if you want to save it, I'm wrong, right? anything like that come, come to me directly say that you know my opinions are crap i'm happy for you to come at me it's uh trevor van as at twitter awesome i'll have that all uh in uh in, and feel free to come to him with the, with, with applauses too <laughs> agreements too uh yeah i'll have that all in the description section and you can follow me at rachel's reviews on youtube and itunes and uh, at Smiling LDS Girl on social media. So check that out. And thanks again. This was really fun to talk about this. Yeah, week. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And let us know in the comment section what you think of Black Panther. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Where are you at on it? And uh, where you think it lies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, we will oh, see you all Indeed. in Infinity War. All right. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>